Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful podcast. Your host, Natalie Supez. I'm excited to announce our guests today, physical therapist Sharon Hepburn and massage therapist Larry Wern. Unfortunately, Larry has COVID today, but he is on, so he might pop in here and there. Larry is the CEO of Clear Passage, um, which is the headquarters is in Gainesville, Florida. And Sharon is the director and COO. So we're excited to chat today. Their work is exciting and unique for a few reasons, which intrigued me to want to bring them on onto the podcast. It is being used regularly as a replacement for major bowel and adhesion surgeries. And as you guys know, I have Crohn's disease. So that's something we talk about around here and has been cited as safe and effective in some respected peer-reviewed medical journals since its initial development over 30 years ago. Some of those journals are Fertility and Sterility, Contemporary OBGYN, WebMD, Journal of Endometriosis, and many, many more. So welcome, Sharon and Larry. Thank you for having us. And first of all, oh my gosh, congratulations on taking what you have, the Crohn's disease, and actually building on that and making it successful and making you a spokesperson for the entire population. Um, That is taking a lemon and making lemonade. So I really have to say, uh, way to go. And um, that's, that's very exciting. And it's, it's fun to see the growth and, uh, and to, to watch all that you do. Thank you so much. Yeah, I feel like it's been a long time where I, where I felt like a spokesperson for the population, because now I kind of do my business side of things, but also still love to preach that it's possible to be sick and successful, because I feel like there's not many people singing that from the rooftops where, you know, if someone is sick and successful, a lot of times they're kind of putting their head down and grinding. So I I do like being the spokesperson for that for sure. So let's just jump right into it. I feel like when someone would hear what I just said, that you're able to get rid of bowel obstructions manually without surgery, uh, probably the first thing that pops into their head is like, I don't know if that's like a hoax or a scam or Is that even possible? So do you guys get that a lot? And maybe talk a little bit more about how this came up and anything you want to add. (laughs) So yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Clear bowel obstructions. And it is amazing watching people leave our clinic a week after they come in. Our therapy is five days long. It's 20 hours over five days where they're actually feeling their bowels moving. They're having BMs. They're feeling like they could eat again. I have a story of a lady who has Crohn's and she came in with a six inch string stricture at the terminal end of her ilium. So at the last part of her small intestine. So it looks like a little uh, piece of yarn, right? Her doctors wanted to do emergency surgery, said you need to get in tomorrow. She came in for therapy with me and you can see these on our website, this image. Um, This image is 
fascinating. And after just 20 hours of therapy, that six-inch string stricture that she needed to have emergency surgery for totally cleared and totally opened up, plus all these other hourglass strictures and whatever else she had in her abdomen. So um, she didn't have surgery and we, uh, clear passage shaped her life. It was pretty amazing. For those that don't know, what is the difference maybe between a stricture, a bowel obstruction, and maybe even scar tissue in the intestines? Yes. yes. So a stricture is usually um, a long, a long piece of um, intestines that is closed off, usually by adhesions. And we'll get to adhesions in a minute. An obstruction is anything in the bowel that is obstructing the bowel from moving. So it's a kink in your bowel, scar tissue in the bowel, um, feces that's too hard and won't move through the bowel, but that's obstruction. And then behind the obstruction, you see where the bowel actually uh, dilates. Um, because nothing can get through. Nothing can get through a string stricture either. So you could actually have some dilation before that also. Um, what forms adhesions? And is so, and this scar tissue is something you guys can work on as well or no? Yes. And that is what we're working on all the time is the scar okay. tissue. Um, with the scar tissue, our therapists go in and we can pull the scar tissue apart and let it remodel. And as we're working deeply and manually pulling these strings of scars and um, adhesions apart, the organs start to glide on each other. So in a normal body, organs glide on each other, really nice. When you have adhesions, it's like a tub of cold spaghetti where it's all just stuck together. Gotcha. And then with clear passage, we are going in and pulling those strands of adhesions apart and making things really smooth again. So those organs once again can move on each other. Um, so adhesions are formed either with an inflammation process and inflammation can be because of a disease, right? An illness. It could be because of an infection. It could be because of trauma. I get hit with something, or it could be because of surgery. Right. Um, so with Crohn's, we see a lot of adhesions because the, the Crohn's is a, a lot of inflammation. But the process came about because way back when Larry and Belinda were first married, Belinda had cervical cancer. And this is fascinating. I love the story. She had eight weeks of radiation to her abdomen because of the cervical cancer. And then they put into a rod uh, radiation and they put that in her vagina and went ahead and um, she had to lay in bed for three days, two, day, two times. So her entire abdomen was irradiated. Uh -huh. And so she had a lot of scar tissue and she couldn't move and she was in chronic pain and through her and Larry looking at different ways to help relieve these adhesions, she went from being incapacitated and not working back to a full life. And then they thought, this is amazing therapy. We need to bring it to the public. And Larry's yeah. popping on. I'm going to pop on for just a second because so intimately involved with what happened back then. She Back in the 80s, when she had radiation therapy, 
the idea was just, we're going to kill it. We're just going to be go ballistic on this stuff. And so they gave her six days of internal radiation plus 40 external radiation treatments. A year later, they said, well, we cured your cancer. She said, yeah, but I'm in debilitating pain. What is that? They said, oh, that's adhesions. Everything is stuck together now. Uh, we There's nothing in medicine that they cure as adhesions. You're just going to have to live in a life of pain for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm just going to get used to it. Isn't that and, a story we all get? Those of us with chronic illness, anyways. <laughs> that's right. And you just don't want to accept that. And we did not. So we started developing, we started taking courses, both therapy courses in the U.S. and overseas in France and in Europe, medical schools there, and started figuring out how adhesions form. Adhesions, of course, are just scar tissue. They're little strands of collagen that lay on top of each other. When you need them to help heal, once you've healed, they stay there. They become like a straitjacket inside of you. And this happens for people with Crohn's a lot because of all of the inflammation that occurs. What happened was afterwards, she said, well, I, I don't want to do my tennis elbows anymore. I'm a physical therapist, but there are got to be people with adhesions out there. I'll give this right back to you in a minute, Sharon. So we, we started treating patients with pelvic pain and with adhesions and women with, to our shock, women with blocked fallopian tubes, their tubes started opening. Wow. Chief of staff of the hospital said, Mr. Warren, I'm a gynecologist, surgeon, have been for 35 years, out of respect. And what is this about opening tubes? And I showed him <laughs> half a dozen charts. After the first four or five, he said, Mr. Warren, you're doing things with your hands. I don't think I could do surgically. And I'm a good surgeon. And I said, is that okay? And he said, yes, sir. He said, actually, it's fascinating. It's, I think it's really important. To know. Are you doing any research? I said, no, would you like to? Yes, he said, well, I'd like to be your research director. I'm not going to charge you anything, but I just feel this is important because we don't know what to do about adhesions in medicine, except and it always causes more. After publishing, I'm about to hand it back to you, but after publishing studies on opening and clearing totally blocked fallopian tubes, these tiny little structures designed to carry a single cell deep in your body. And we're opening them at a 60, 70% rate that people started reading that and calling us and saying, well, wait, I, can you open bigger tubes? What do you mean? Can you open bowel obstructions? I'm having bowel obstructions. Said, but if it's from adhesions, chances are reasonable. So we started uh, treating those and um, recently had a study published by uh, a control study phase two. So there were more than 100 people in the treatment and the control group. And uh, the authors included doctors from Harvard, Stanford and Washington University. And we, the people we did not treat, 15% of them had another obstruction within 90 days. Those we did treat less than 1% did. Wow. That's amazing. I have so many questions. But my first one is, I think one that maybe other listeners are having is how, and is this painful? Because it sounds very painful. (laughs) And I mean, even if it's painful and it gives relief, that's fine. But like, are you physically going on, like on the stomach and then pull it? Like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
So we are working on the abdomen. And actually, we also work on the back, the neck, the legs. We work internally because there's a lot of things in, um, inside your body that you can't get to unless you're um, accessing it through the vagina or the rectum. Go, let's step back for just a second okay. and look at the uh, physiology of it. So fascia yep. covers every everything in your body, every organ, every muscle, every cell, every um, bone, and every blood vessel. So if you were to take everything out of your body and just hold up fascia, you would see all this fascia. Scars are made out of fascia or connective tissue, right? So everybody who's listening, go ahead and pull on your shirt on your right shoulder. If I pull on my shirt on my right shoulder, I feel this pool down into my breast, down into my stomach, down into my pelvic bone, over to my left shoulder, into my neck, into my back, down my thigh. So we treat everywhere in the body because you have, especially with Crohn's, we have inflammation everywhere. So yes, we have lots of surgeries with Crohn's. We have lots of issues that are going on in the pelvis, but think about this, all the scar tissue pulling you forward, right? Um, with crowns. Um, and as that releases, it releases everything. And you, you stand up straighter, you feel better, you move better. And so does it hurt? We like to keep treatment at a six out of 10 of pain. We talk through treatment. Some people kind of sleep through treatment um, because we're also working with the neurology. So we want everybody to be relaxed so that neurological yeah. system doesn't kick on and yeah. um, just really um, scream at you. So we're retraining neurology as we're also releasing these bonds and letting those elastins fill in between the collagen and elastin bonds. So everything is nice, smooth, and mobile. So as we're treating, we're also working on the the we're working on the connective tissue, but we're also working on the neurology. So we like to keep it, you know, six out of 10 out of pain usually. So I wouldn't say it's too painful. People always get off the table and go, oh my gosh, that was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And so you're physically like put on top of or inside, but you're putting your hands. If you're doing stomach area, you're putting hat your and finding the organs and then massaging them. Yeah, out. It's, a deep, it's a deep manual therapy. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So I forget what my second question is because my head is just like spinning on how this is possible. <laughs> Larry yeah. wants to say something. Yeah, go for it, Larry. One of the things that may help explain how we treat is we are great listeners and we really think of you as an expert in your body. You've lived through all this stuff to Absolutely. know exactly what you're feeling and where. So as we start working, we start explaining what we're doing and and the structure of your body. And as we start treating, we're staying in touch with you so that kind of like Sharon indicated when we're over here on the right side around the liver and you're feeling it down on the left side and you're letting us know I'm feeling it there, put a hand there. Did something occur? Yeah, I remember when I slid into second base when I was in 12th, you know, when I was 12 years old. And so we always stay within the patient's tolerance, it really becomes more of a concert between the therapist and the patient. Yeah. And that, it's what Western medicine is missing, right? Like just being completely open and 
his doctors, I'm very grateful for my GI um, and he definitely listens, but that wasn't my experience for the six, six, seven GIs I had prior. Um, But even then, like he's had to fight for me because I've had, I've had side effects from medications that I get insane weight gain instantly, like 60, 70 pounds within a few months. And it's not a side effect of the medication. Well, obviously it is because I was a personal trainer when it first started, et cetera. But my doctor listened to his, the people he was talking to everywhere were like, oh, she's lying. She has an eating disorder. She this, she that. So it it really is. That's just one example of where it's hard to get heard as someone with a chronic illness. So it's really cool to hear that. Yeah, maybe it hurts. I mean, what are we going through really that doesn't hurt? Surgery would hurt. All of it would hurt it alleviates it. My question was, it came back to me, is why I've been doing, I guess, advocacy for Crohn's disease since 2017. Why have I never heard of this before? Like, are you guys the only ones doing it? Are GI doctors uh, adopting it? Is it like, what's kind of the background there? Or are you guys just not not all over social media yet? Because you haven't hired us. (laughs) (laughs) Because we haven't hired you. Much information, and to tell you the truth, first we started opening blocks of loafing tips, and I went, "Oh my God, this is a whole business. This is a whole the, all the infertility industry." And we're publishing studies on endometriosis related into because because that had, creates adhesions and and blocked loafing tubes and high FSH and hormonal infertility, and then women in their forties started calling us and reporting increased desire, arousal, lubrication, and orgasms. And my wife asked me, what do we want to do with that information? I said, <laughs> don't even mention it. You know, we're already the weird practice in town. So, but the chief of the staff of the hospital said, no, that's important. There's nothing in medicine that treats that because women, you, you, your reproductive organs are subject to things coming in from the outside world that aren't always clean and you can get infections, vaginal bladder infections. And so then we're publishing on that. And then we start opening bowel obstructions and clearing bowel obstructions. Well, that becomes another old thing. And then, and then people, doctors started calling us, my patients have SIBO. My first one, they called and said, what are you doing with my patient? Um, what do you mean? Well, you're, you saved her life and because she was taking all her meds for SIBO and they weren't working until you treated her. And I said, well, we're, we're clearing adhesions in the bowel. What is SIBO? And um, <laughs> so he flew here from Oregon. Wow. He was in gynecology of gastroenterology there at that medical school in Portland determined that the meds were actually working. That's what kills the bacteria. But until we could clear the adhesions, the treated bacteria could not leave the body. So it just reproliferated. So it's been one condition after another, after another, because adhesions form everywhere in the body. So that's, so we've been busy chasing all these different conditions that we seem to be helping, trying to document, trying to be medically yeah. and research appropriate. Um, so um, that's that's why. And it's and are you, do you have just one location? Are you doing it just in Florida or where else? Or are you guys teaching this to other practitioners? My throat is 
So we have multiple locations. We have a location in LA, St. Louis, Dallas, uh, Detroit, Michigan, New York, Manhattan, New York, Florida, and then two in the UK, London and Canterbury. What about so, Canada? <laughs> Did you forget about us? <laughs> so, uh, we do have uh, a lot of people from Canada go to the Detroit location because it's right really butts up to us. And then um, I see quite a few uh, uh, people from Canada, quite honestly. Um, actually, we saw somebody from Alaska a couple of weeks ago. And where are you located? Portland? Uh, we're located in LA. Oh, oh you're in LA. Yeah. And then St. Louis. I, I okay. see a lot of Canadians in St. Louis. Yes. And to go back to your question about why haven't you heard about us, besides like Larry was saying, we're doing a lot of research and training. When we do reach out to doctors, the GI doctors love the idea, but mm -hmm. they're very hesitant to give the information to their clients who are in a insurance-based model. Right. So um, that, because we are fee-for-service. So uh, the physicians are kind of like, ah, don't even like that idea. Mm -hmm. Hospitals, you know, if you can charge thirty to $50,000 for a surgery and a hospitalization stay, why would you want to do something that is so less expensive, one tenth of the cost of that, right? Yeah. To um, to save a life. And uh, so, are you training other practitioners to do this as well? So we train within our system. We've been talking about expanding how we're going to do that, but right now we train within the system because we want to keep, as Larry was talking about, the wonderful thing about our therapist is that everybody listens. And it's very, very compassionate. So we have a real tight control over that versus yeah. so we want the right therapist who's going to listen and um, really give the treatment for a particular person opposed to batching it out all the way. And then the other thing is, is the technique is very, very specific. So if we start training hundreds of people and all of a sudden the technique or it's not working, we don't have any control over what, what that person's doing. Right. So we, yeah, we, we want to have control over about how the person's listening and responding to the client on the table. And then we want to make sure the, the technique is being performed correctly. Yeah, absolutely. So what's yeah. happening on a, on a cellular level, when you're doing the deep manual therapy, that isn't happening any, in, in any other practice, I guess, or with medications or all the other things that they're trying to take that one because we studied adhesions for so long. Finally, I had a, a hired a PhD in histology, which is cell, she dwells where at the level of cells and disease modeling. And she said, and I said, you know, how we're opening all these fallopian tubes with our hands. It's, yeah. She said, Larry, when adhesions form, when you think about it, they're made of tiny little strands, like strands of a nylon rope. But they're microscopic, very strong, about 2,000 pounds of square inch. And they lay down on top of each other in a random pattern that creates that internal scar called an adhesion. Those strands, we cannot break those strands. They're just 2,000 pounds of square inch. You could lift a horse with a square inch of them. But where each strand attaches to the next and the next, and then the underlying structure, there is a molecular chemical bond. And that bond is susceptible, we are finding, to dissolving. So as we get in, we go in slow and steady, we start to palpate very well, of course, because we've been doing this for so many years, 
those bonds, as we stretch them away from each other, they start dissolving away from each other or dissolving so that it's, it's a bit like, Natalie, like pulling out the run in a three-dimensional sweater, if you will. So okay. on a physiological level, that's what we believe happens. We've tried to do this under laparoscopy, but whoever we've asked has said, well, why would I do that? Tough, yeah. So have you, do you guys have any videos of doing this for someone who's interested? Like, are you creating any content out of this other than like, I know you're doing a lot of research, but are you educating the public about it? Cause like I want, I'm where my mind is going on all the type of content I want to see. Like I, I have, I've failed every medication and my next step is surgery, removing everything because I, I don't remember the spot, but the L spot right here is mm-hmm. all scar tissue. And there's about this much passage through it. So I'm next is surgery. And I've been trying to put that off as much as possible with holistic practices as best as I can, but there's not much left for me to do. So I'm very intrigued and like wanting to fly down. Although I would love if you had a place in Canada, <laughs> but I know that if, if I'm feeling that way, a lot of other people are feeling that way. And I want to see, what does this look like? I want to see, uh, like, I want to hear case studies. I want to see you guys on online all the time. <laughs> so we do have a very, very extensive website. Okay. With, um, That's the clear passage website, right? We yes. will definitely link it uh, in the show notes, but I was taking a look at it as well. Yes. So um, as you know, it's uh, clearpassage.com and it's, ex- it's extensive. It talks about what we do, how we do it, what we treat. Also on the website, like you were asking about is patient testimonials. We yes. have um, so, so many people are so happy with therapy. They always are asking, what can I do for you? What can I do? Please, you know, so we have a lot of uh, patient uh, testimonials on that. Um, so there is a lot of information out there. Um, videos though. Are there any videos on the website? About what we do or, or how we Yeah, do I would it. love to like physically see what you're doing, like even how it looks like. No, there's nothing. Is there, is that, would you not want to post that or you just haven't gone around to that? I mean, you have a big undertaking on your hands. So I don't, I, <laughs> I understand, but I'm just wondering if maybe you don't want other people trying to do it themselves or. Because we listen so well and we, we treat we don't want to give out this information and, and we train our therapists very well. We don't want to give out this information to people. So they try at home and either a do it wrong and yeah. then say, this doesn't work. Right. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Or two that they're doing it um, in areas or at times when they're not supposed to be doing, and it, it causes more distress than not. Um, so yeah. we, we want to keep everybody safe also. Absolutely. Yeah. Larry, do you want to add to that? Well, it's just, we, I mean, we have everyone caught an extensive medical history for review that. But what Larry was saying is that we do fill out an extensive medical history form. Uh, actually, somebody comes, um, goes to our website, fills it out. It's Absolutely. seven pages long. Um, so we know whether this therapy is going to help or not. Gotcha. Uh, if they're too acute, if they're too close to surgery, we have to wait. If there's something that's going on that we can't help, we're up front and tell them. Yeah. So again, we're asking, you know, um, why no videos? Because we don't have control over all of that if we just are putting this out for people to to view, because then we're, we're not keeping people safe. We're not living up to our oath to do the best we can. And we're not reviewing to see if the therapy is even appropriate for mm-hmm. certain people. 
Yeah. I think there's ways that definitely can be created so that people who are, you know, not like a full video of the full practice, but just to give people a taste on social media, even of what it is that you do. But I, I definitely understand. How are you finding the adhesions? Like, do you, is it by feel or is it with a mix of their medical history and talking to them and feel? Yes, yes. And yes. So um, <laughs> a lot of times people sending their medical history and with the um, inflammation process they've been through, the infections that they've had and the surgeries, all of those scream adhesions or internal internal scars. We can also feel adhesions, but there's a really quick story. I had a GI doctor who I work closely with say, Hey, I want to feel what you're feeling. Now I've been in business for years and he's been in business for well over 30 years. And I bring him in and ask my patient, can you, can um, this doctor feel on you? And he, Oh yes. So he comes in and feels, and I said, it's right here. And he's like, I can't feel it. So my story is, is that if you're not trained to feel them, you're not going to feel them, right? right? And they're going to show up on imaging. Yeah. But what it feels like to us is it's hard, immovable, this cold bowl of spaghetti that just isn't going anywhere. And we just sink into it and watch them stretch and watch them relax. Is there anything else specifically you think we might've missed? So we talked about our application process. It's very um, thorough. So we're not going to treat you if we don't feel the need. Um, people who do come in are just flabbergasted about how well they feel. Yes, we can feel adhesions. Um, we can feel them dissipating. And how can you learn more about us? Maybe um, through our website. Um, our Better Business Bureaus gives us great reviews. We have great Google reviews. Um, Which, of course, the website will be linked in the show notes below. I did have one more question. It popped back into my head. Yeah. And then if Larry open to wrote a book called Adhesions, uh, and then that's on Amazon. Oh, amazing. If you're open to talking about just, I know the pricing would probably be different for every single person, but is that, do you have a ballpark or range, something that people can, is there a price maybe list on the website or something you can share with us so people can even budget? Right. So it's about um, between seven and $8,000. Uh, and that's posted on the website, the price. And then we also, and that's for 20 hours of therapy. So that's- okay two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon, five days. So that's for a 20 hour treatment option, but okay. we have other options. If you feel like you um, don't need as many, um, we have a option for a little bit less. And then there's people who've had literally, literally 24th surgeries. And they're like, I'm going to need way more than 20 hours of therapy. And so we have a bigger package too. Okay. But the 20 hours is based on our research, um, what how we found how quickly people responded and healed. So it's a really well-researched out reason why we have 20 hours. That makes sense. And that's USD, of course. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Anything you want to add, Larry? So we're having some technical different difficulties with Larry's sound, but he was essentially saying that it's been tough to find a physiotherapist in Canada to train. So maybe we can connect there because I do know a few. I used to work at a massage therapy clinic a long time ago. So Maybe I could give you a few connections, but this has been amazing. Um, 
like you already mentioned where everybody can find you. There's application form on your website. Is there and and a book that Larry's written about adhesions? And I'm assuming you guys are on other podcasts as well. Is there, I, I think you mentioned there was an, another Crohn's disease podcast you were recently on. So yes, we were on um, Veteran Warriors podcast. Yes, amazing. We also have our own podcast called Hands oh, That uh, It's called so, what? Sorry, Sharon? Hands That Heal. Hands That Heal. Yes. Okay, we'll make sure to link that in the show notes below as well. And yes. what do you talk about on that podcast? Is it like case studies or med- research? So a, lot or of, a lot of Hands That Heal are... Uh, prior patients that come in to talk about their, yes, to talk about That's their awesome. experiences. And oh, I'm glad you have that. Coming up in March, we are going to actually have Dr. Allison Seebecker, who is known for SIBO. Uh, and so she's going to come in and uh, talk with us for 45 minutes or so. It will be really fun. That's so awesome. Thank you both so much for being on the podcast today. I learned so much and I hope we can connect again. If anybody else has any questions, feel free to DM them to us, email them to us, and maybe we can have Sharon and Larry back on in the future and ask your direct questions. I was going to say, there's this really cool testimonial on the website if if you're interested in it. This woman comes into us, and I was filming her. I didn't even treat her. I was just filming her. She says, yeah, she said, when I came in here, you know, I was a terminal cancer patient, but my only nutrition was via pick line. I had a pick line and IV nutrition and that's all I had. And, and I just wanted to be able to do something and have a little bit of time with my husband, but everything, my bowels were totally adhered. I couldn't have any food. And I thought, what am I going to do? Do a massage? And, but, you know, what the heck is the end of my life? Let me go ahead and do that. And she did that. And she said, after you treated me, she said, I could use, eat anything I wanted. I had the pig line removed, I had the IV removed. I just had a cheeseburger and I'm going to Cancun with my husband next week. That's so awesome. that was a pretty, pretty story. So that must feel really it, it, amazing to help people in that way and, and to found something that other people don't know about or aren't doing and giving people hope. It was breathtaking. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you for getting the word out. We appreciate you. Of course. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you. And your next version of success is around the corner.